everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Wow. Okay. So we, last episode for yep. High Fly and Risk, mm-hmm. turned, turned the record off too soon. Yes, we <laughs> did. We came because up with like we, a gazillion we, more things we missed. We had stopped and they were like, oh, wait, there's a whole bunch more <laughs> to dig in here. So we've got to do a part two yeah. on high flying risk yeah, and, and, and talk more about risk and the consequences, and the consequences and get more into the emotions of it. Cause I don't think we yeah. touched enough on, on the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a risk. number of things, not just that, but also other people's reactions and responses with us and how we're in partnership with people during risk. Our, and yeah. Our, our interactions, our things. relationships, like yep. it's very, uh, Everything's kind of really tied together yeah. here. Yep, and, and very nuanced. Um, the the thing is that just to kind of start this conversation, Melissa, is mm-hmm. that you you say it quite a bit, like that. There's two sponsoring emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes, to like everything. Love and fear. Mm-hmm. To me, this risk thing we're talking about mm-hmm. is primal fear. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the fight this or flight. Is... The fight or flight routine. Right. And if we think about like, no pun intended, (laughs) if we think about like our ancient selves, like, right, like our, our, our survival instincts are like, we have to survive in the woods. Right. This like risk analysis thing is super important. Right. Okay. Here I am hunkered in my little cave. Um, I hear a mountain lion. (laughs) Right. Like right now, now we're making decisions. Right. Am I, am I in a position that this mountain lion poses a risk to me or not? Mm -hmm. Right. 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 And And, in reality, we've just got HGTV (laughs) on too long and we're going to be late for work. Right. So, (laughs) so a lot of risk is risk analysis for Mm -hmm. humans, I feel is really, really primal. Yeah. So again, here we are back in a position where our current environment does not necessarily line up and serve some right. of these more primal instincts that right. we have. Well, and I'm really interested. So like, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, so let's say we're, we've been in the conversation of risk now for a little while. And one of the things that we didn't really talk much about that I think really has some merit is how we master our own mm. emotions as we are mastering the skill or whatever it is yeah. that has some perceived risk. Yeah. So two two things you said there, I think, is one, this idea of how does mastery of our craft mm-hmm. change the risk profile? Yeah. Right? So as I get better at something. Yep. And we were referring to you flying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So as I would get better at flying. This right. is why air, airline pilots, before they can become a commercial airplane pilot, have to have like thousands and thousands of hours doing mm-hmm. this activity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that old um, there's that old rule of thumb that it takes 10,000 hours of doing something to 
to be a master of it. Hmm. Well, as you become a master at like a task or a craft, to me, the risk starts going down, way down, mm -hmm. right? The yeah. probability that, right. that something bad's going to happen um, goes way down. Right. And I think people forget that. People forget how good they are mm -hmm. at some things. Like if you've been in a career for 20, yeah. 25, 30 years, yes. sometimes you forget that, um, you know what? You're really good at it. Yeah. And you, you know, are seeing nuance and yep. subtleties yep. and different things that other people simply aren't seeing. And you have the experience to know when something small goes wrong, how to just instantly correct it with no drama, no emotion, just right yeah. through it. And there's actually, I've, you know what I've been in business, this happens a lot with leaders that are, have been in business for a little while, right? And they're, they are now advocating for themselves or they have a new team or they have something mm -hmm. like that. And this is also extremely common with women. Hmm. So, uh, and I've noticed this a lot in the last few months where a woman, let's say she's in her, and I'm using this as a specific example because I honestly see it a lot. Here's a woman who has been in their professional role, whatever it is, they don't even mm -hmm. have to be a manager of people. It could just be someone who has an influential position of some sort meaning they interact with a lot of different people for a number of years, they lose, when something changes, they lose their mojo. They start to think, yeah. oh my gosh, I have to put on fake this. I have to become my actor self. I have to behave this way because otherwise people are going to think I'm not competent. I have to prove myself. I have to prove myself. But what they're really saying is, um, this is so risky for me. I have to prove it to myself. Mm -hmm. I have to prove it to myself. And what happens is they get in their own head so much about it that they end up missing the fact that they are already at mastery. Yeah. And by keeping themselves in that emotional place of constantly questioning themselves, yep. they are not allowing their mastery to be shared with the people who really need it and are yeah. ready and ripe for it. Yep. And so I think this yeah. is that same thing about mastery. It's like we get in our own heads about, we perceive something is a certain way and emotionally it shuts us off. Yeah. And, um, right there is to me, like a very important, like self-awareness thing mm -hmm. is, is that like fear and doubt, mm -hmm. like easily creep into our heads, right? Oh my goodness. All, All the, the time. time. Uh-huh. And that's just again, it's like a natural response. Like our brains are trying are trying to keep us safe. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. The question is, is it actually keeping us safe? And yeah. that's like the perspective we have to get. So like my example here, uh, again, that's a beat all my like uh no, no, same a good, drum over and over. It's a but good like, example. Um so for me, like again, when I'm rock climbing, mm -hmm. like it's it can be scary. Like, like you are way up there. Yeah. There might not, um, you know, it's hard. It's physically hard sometimes. Like mm -hmm. you're getting really fatigued. Um, maybe on the edge of like, I can't hold on to this anymore and I'm about to fall. Right. That's super scary. And then, then I put all of the protection in the rock, right? So like if I messed up one of them, that's going to be bad. So like 
you start thinking like, ooh, I'm on the edge of my capability. Um, and then you start thinking like, ugh, did I make all the perfect moves all the way up here? Oh, sure. And you so just you start, start questioning yourself. And it just starts to unravel. And then oh, as soon yeah. as you start emotionally letting all that kind of energy in, yep. then you start performing poorly. Yes. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then it, then you start shaking, then mm -hmm. everything gets tight. And you which almost is exactly expect the, something to go. Yeah, and it, which mm -hmm. is the opposite of what you actually need to be doing, which is like calming down and just simply making the moves through the route right. that you know you can make. Right. That, that I've been working on for decade, you know? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. emotional control in that moment is super important to me to to get myself to say like, oh, I, there's the feeling I, it's coming up. Right. And having the awareness in the moment that it's there. Yep. And, the and not, not trying to stuff it away, but just like, let, yep, here it comes, let it flow through, let that moment pass, get myself back in the mindset that like, we are going to ascend this entire route. Hmm. We're just going to keep moving through it. None of this is beyond my ability hmm. and we just keep going. So, right? yeah. So you've now talked about this fork in the road. Right. Mm -hmm. Where where you're you hit this moment during the activity or during whatever the this the risky thing you're doing. You hit this moment and emotionally you hit a fork in the road. And yeah. what you've just talked about is taking the positive side, the positive trail mm. and the fork. That's a that good says, way to right? describe it. Yeah, because you everybody hits a fork in the road during these moments of trial, during these moments of unsurety, which feels risky, during moments of true risk. Mm -hmm. We hit this fork in the road. And we have this choice. Nope, I'm going to have the positive attitude. Honestly, I don't think most people in the moment have the experience or they've allowed themselves enough practice to know that's where they are. And they end up going into a different personal response, mm -hmm. which is the fear thing, which is, yep. oh my gosh, maybe I'm really not that good. Maybe I, I this failure, it, it could be something as simple as... <laughs> In, in your work, trying to get better at a skill because you want to get a different role or mm -hmm. some, or you want different credit or you want different attention or whatever it is, right? Or you just want to feel better. You continually work. But if you hit that fork in the road that says, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing right now, it's the same thing. You can say, no, I'm just going to keep pressing on. I'm in this moment. I'm going to keep trying. Or... You can shut yourself off. You have maybe a little failure. It doesn't quite work on your journey. And you emotionally shut yourself off because the feeling of that is just unfathomable. Like, yeah. I can't even take that I just didn't do it. I'm going to yeah. just keep going. Yep. And, and it leaves different feelings in our system. Depend, even though we're still moving forward, it's leaving mm -hmm. a different thing in our system. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> I, like, I like how you say like it leaves something yeah in you because it for sure does like if um when you go through sometimes those those are big emotions right yeah i mean yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about them and but when that fear emotion mm -hmm. starts coming up it's so big sometimes right like and it's it's almost like overwhelming like i can't even i can't even pick one of the forks because the, the fear side of that fork is so huge right dark and scary <laughs> in the woods so well um, i like how you put it that it actually takes practice and so 
to me, like the, the mind shift for people mm-hmm. would be, let's put ourselves, and this is maybe why I really like some of these activities. This mm-hmm. is really helpful, Melissa. Thanks. <laughs> You're so welcome. Glad I could be here. <laughs> is the repetition, the, 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 try, the trying it, the practices on it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really important thing. Like, like put yourself out there, do something yeah. that is a little scary and practice it. Yeah. Before you have to get yourself into something that's really big and scary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. So if you get practices on the small stuff, it actually makes the big stuff not as big. Right. I have two. I have two more things that I want to make sure that we talk about. Okay. Because in this moment, uh, the first one is how we protect others in this mm. journey. Okay. Um, because what happens is when we hit these little moments in our activities or whatever it is that we're trying in this risky thing, we hit these moments where it looks like we might not make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we, we're, we might not get the promotion. We might mm-hmm. not get the, the stage. We might not get the whatever it is we want. I think it's a very natural thing that humans start to tell themselves wildly inefficient and not real stories mm. about the reality of where they are. They don't look at it as a little small micro failure and the whole movement forward. They consider it a deal breaker. Oh my God, I just made a huge failure. And then what happens is I'm a failure and not only am I a failure, I'm not going to tell my wife Mm. that this just happened today, that I just have this feeling I'm not going to get this. I Mm -hmm. I just have this feeling I'm not going to tell her because I don't, I don't want her to get scared. I don't want Mm. her to feel bad. And we start to magnify that we start magnifying the result. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, a fantasy. It's fairy tale magnification, but it's awfully real in our heads. Mm-hmm. So then we end up cutting ourselves off from the support we could have in order mm-hmm. for us to continue in our mastery. And we've also cut ourselves off from the relational piece of others being able to support us and mm. have their own emotions and feelings, which yeah. if bounced off us can help us learn and maybe help us adjust. So yeah. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that help that happens emotionally in this process. Ooh, I did I, I did this to a mastery skill quite a few years ago. You did? Well, so when I you know, when I parted ways with my ex business oh, partner, yep. right? That period of time. Mm-hmm was really hard, right? That whole yeah. thing just felt like yeah, I remember failure that. left and right. Um, and the thing that I did, what, and I thought it was, was helping mm-hmm. my wife is like, I didn't really talk about that stuff much. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about all of like the drama and the pain and the arguing with my mm-hmm. business partner and all that stuff. Like I just didn't really talk to her about it because I thought, she doesn't want to hear mm. all this crap that I'm going to bring home from work and dump this whole like mm-hmm. negative energy bucket on her every right. single night. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in hindsight, she describes that period of our relationship as the worst part time in our relationship. Yep. So yeah. I thought I was protecting her. Yes, because by you not perceive- bringing all this junk into mm-hmm. our house and mm-hmm. just dumping it on her. But she was perceiving as like, you're not allowing me to support you and I feel shut out from you. Right. And and 
as and so that was bad, right? Right, right. Well, and exactly, and and again, that situation in that situation, there was so much risk for you, because mm. here you were going to be heading off as a business owner without that partner that you had never not had, mm -hmm. and so there was so yeah. much risk for you, and the and it was so so great. Although it was the really honestly the best thing that ever happened to you, pretty much in your business. Yeah. But at the time uh, it had that huge risk and you exactly right. You put her out of it. And if you think about it in hindsight, and this is not like a judgment or like, you know, good or bad. It's not, it isn't <laughs> any, it. it just, no, well, but it just is, it's not black or white. It just yeah. is, but she's very practical. Mm -hmm. You know, she has very practical advice and she has kind of a spidey sense about things. Yeah. And if you had been with her in those moments and you had allowed her practicality and her spidey sense to be in that with you, there's a high likelihood that you could have felt differently or you would have moved through it faster, or certainly there would have been some other positive things that came out of it that you really, truly didn't expect. Because yep. in that moment, you were so concerned with protecting her, keeping her away from all of what you considered a really, really scary time. Mm -hmm. So it, that's a really good example. And I think we do that often with those that we love. When we are in something that we're going through major growth and that is risk. Yep. Any major growth feels like risk. And you know? you'll, we'll, we'll hear this kind of story a lot where someone maybe like went through, you know, like they got a job, right? They got a job out of college, started working at a company, don't really love it, but right. it's paying the bills. Then they get married. Then they mm -hmm. have a couple of kids and then right. they got all this responsibility. And now they're kind of like, in this job they don't really love, but like the risk of mm. moving beyond that position is just kind of like too much or mm -hmm. like they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I can't, I can't get another job, even though I hate this job because I've got a wife and the kids and all this to support. Right. Right. So they're like trying to protect their family and making sure that that's like a certain way and stable and all of that. Meanwhile. Right. Like they might be dying inside because right. they hate their job. So that's another example where, you know, you hear that story all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like totally. I, I, yeah, totally. That's another, that's an example of like someone trying to protect the ones they love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In sacrifice for what they actually really want. And, and the other that's thing, an interesting position. <laughs> yeah. The, and bringing that back to the idea of mastery, the more you practice something, the better you get at it. That's an exact perfect example of that as well. The lack of mastery for a younger person in their career, right? Mm -hmm. They're not at mastery level yet, even if they have great schooling and they have all these other things. So this idea, if they switch, right, that there will be huge, terrible consequences mm. because they don't have the experience, they don't have that mastery the risk appears greater. And yeah, it's people, like you got to start over. Yeah. And when people are out of college, I see this a lot with young people that are just out of college. They're working a couple of years, but, but geez, what they got their degree in, they hate. Mm. They don't like the mm -hmm. job at all. But in yeah. their mind, everything in college is only year by year by year. It's yeah. like, oh, year one. Okay, I'm a freshman. This is what happens. You live in the dorms. You do this. Mm -hmm. Year two. Oh, now I'm this. So everything is in these microcosmic one-year stints. So now all of a sudden you mm. get in a job and it isn't a one-year stint. It's like a, it's a real long runway. <laughs> like a life sentence. <laughs> and it can feel like that. It no, can feel kidding. like that. Yeah. And they're scared. To, they're scared to make a change 
because there is no natural start and stop like there yeah. is with school. Yeah. So they haven't reached that level of mastery yet. So it appears. That's interesting. I've, I've heard of some people doing like some, some crazy things like I'm going to do this career till I'm 40, then I'm going to change. Yes, like, I hear people over. say that a lot. Right. Or then I'm going to go do what I really want. That's what I oh, hear yeah. a lot. Then I get, uh, that's yeah. heartbreaking, isn't it? That is it? so heartbreaking. <laughs> well, I I think this is just a great conversation. You know, did we miss anything? So did we miss anything about sort of like this? This was the, the other. Oh, the other bit we did. That, we did. We did. What yeah. was it? I, okay. I even thought of another one while we were talking. No. Remember, one of the things, too, that I, I had said there were two things and I then only said yeah, one. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about was when you're on this path for a greater endpoint, a greater personal gain, right? Mm -hmm. You're in this risk pattern. Um, and sometimes what you want isn't meant to be. It's not mm. meant to be, right? Starting and we, we, you and I always talk about the starting our new business, right? We, mm -hmm. we use that as an example a lot. Um, but there's many, many times in our lives where we have falsely put something in our, in our future that we think is the perfect thing for us when it mm -hmm. absolutely is not. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens is we put that out there like, oh, I'm going to go do this really big thing or I'm going to go be this really big thing. And then on our way to that, there are several little microcosmic experiences that are small failures mm -hmm. that if we're paying attention are that's the universal way of woohoo you're you're maybe not on yeah. the right you're not on the right that, thing that one is so interesting to me because like like talk about even societal mixed messages yeah. around that stuff because like like if i have a big audacious goal mm -hmm. right yep of course it's going to be a hard road of course i'm going to have setbacks and failures mm -hmm. but if i just persevere enough Yes. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to make it. Yes. Right? right. And that is the fairy tale yes. story that yes. we love telling. Yes. We I love know. telling that story. <laughs> I oh, know. JJ went through all of this hardship and now look at him now. Yeah. It's amazing. Everyone can do this. Right. Mm -hmm. But you, you like, you want to be pragmatic about it. Like those are, those are popular stories mm -hmm. because. Because we like, because it's a story, because we like that transformation story. We like the idea. We the, like the yeah, feeling of that. The pragmatic, practical is mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's a very rare story. Yeah. It's sort of like every sing, not every single, a lot of young people. Now, Instagram has, quote, influencers. Yeah, right. And if you're an influencer, you're going to be a millionaire overnight yeah, yeah. because you've taped your cat dressed up in a tutu <laughs> and now you're a TikTok sensation and you're going to be a millionaire. Yep. And that is a carrot. That is a huge so, carrot that kids think everybody kind of should be able to do that. Proposing is as as you navigate through things, you might have small failures. You might have a series of small mm -hmm. failures yeah. And really think about them like, are these indications that like I'm going to crash into the mountain or right. are these just speed bumps along my, yeah. my path? And yep. th that's a hard, that's I know. a hard thing to self-reflect on. Yep. I know. Um, I know. Again, like there's a, there's an aviation thing that, that aligns with what you're saying is like most aviation accidents are small are multiple small 
but compounding errors. Oh, small but compounding. That's small a but really... compounding. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. And phrase. so you're kind of trying to apply that to like life a little bit, which is probably there's there's mm-hmm. there's something in there is like small compounding errors cause big problems later. Yeah. And I and and again, this flies in the face of goal setting. This flies in the face of totally. being an optimist. That's it, why it's so conf- like it's I a, know. I know. Dude, a third part on this podcast. Yeah. But but it, but it's that. <laughs> but it's always like I always like give examples of you know like my personality and what I'm meant to do in this world. You know like yeah. if somebody said, "Ooh, there's a really good job as a CFO," and oh, you you it's a cool company and you're going to totally align with the culture and everything's great and and I could tell you exactly what I needed to do and be to be a CFO. I could tell you exactly because I I'm I'm in the business of knowing roles, right? That's Is my job. A lobotomy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so if you wanted to give me an assessment or a test, I could pass it all day long. Yeah, that's going to be my goal because I like the culture of this business. And then guess what? I would be out of that job in about 30 seconds. So, yeah, yeah, it is. And I think, again, the whole sweet spot in there is understanding how you're really feeling about what it is that you're moving towards. It's really having a connection with your own sense of self and awareness. All right. We probably got to end this one. We yeah. could babble about this topic, apparently, <laughs> forever. A, a, but... Apparently we did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. I, this is, again, it's like one of those root emotions, and there's just so yeah. much to explore. Oh, I know. It's awesome. Especially on that fear side yep. of of our human experience. Right. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.